0: Live from the Tech Talk studios in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk.
1: Well, it's Friday. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. With my co host, the one and only Dr. Jay Greenstein, the big data doc of talk that everybody loves across the nation.
2: What's up, Brad? How about that for an intro, Jay? (laughs) I'll take that every time, man. I can't complain with that.
1: You always you always hook me up with a great intro. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah, man, I mean it. Um, you know, how are things going in D.C.? Uh, last time we talked, you were have a snow Macron, I believe is exactly. what it was going on. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it lasted about a day and a half. Uh, you know, people don't go out in D.C. when you see one snowflake, but it was all good. It actually snowed again on Friday, but the clinics open and we saw patients, so that, that was good. But um, yeah, I mean, life is pretty much back to normal. People are still dealing with COVID here, but it's not too bad. Um, and I think we're just, you know, we're just moving forward. That's all you can do. Just move forward.
1: That, absolutely. That's all you can do. And I'm glad you're there to help your patients move forward with Thanks, it, buddy. Man. Listen, we have a guest today, a doctor from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, my companies have spent a lot of time in Albuquerque. I don't happen to know this guest uh but he's doing some very cool things so i look forward to our conversation with him why don't you take the ball jay introduce him and let's get started yeah
2: so i am super excited to have dr alan miner here with us today i met alan at an entrepreneurial chiropractic conference called uac the ultimate achievers club Um, i was lucky to be invited by our good friend brad dr brian capra and uh, met alan and and some of the rest of the crew just great people and Alan's doing some really ama- has done and continues to do some really amazing things in chiropractic. So I was like, "Bro, we got to get you on the Tech Talk podcast and let's talk about this stuff." Um, so, so Alan, welcome, man! So glad that you could make it today.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Honor to be here.
2: Yeah, you're uh, you're coming off of COVID. You're you're hanging in there. And uh, we just appreciate you just kind of powering through with us today. So it's great to see you. Alan, I would love it if you would just tell the audience a little bit about your background in chiropractic and what you've done, you know, the, the clinic system that you've built. And uh, yeah, let's just start there.
3: Sure. I'll apologize ahead of time. I still have that cough that likes to come out at the most inopportune time. So <laughs> it's all good. Uh, there'll be one of those, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm a Parker grad. Uh was always a very purpose driven chiropractor. I have a finance degree. I hated that career. Um, have an uncle who is a chiropractor who, who really inspired me. And when I got serious about what, what do I want to be in life? What do I want to do? I knew I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to help people. Um, so I'm one of those people that got into chiropractic cause I thought it was cool. You use your hands, you help people. <clears throat> um, And the bonus is you get to be a doctor too, but I didn't have to deal with blood and fluids and stuff. So it's kind of checked all the boxes for me and it's been a, everything about it has been such a a blessed ride. I've, I've just, I love the profession. I love what we do. I'm, I'm a huge student. I'm a huge fan of it. And, um, and so, yeah, I guess that's me in a nutshell. I'm married. Um, my wife and I have been married. 16 years now, we have three great kids. They're all ballet dancers. My wife owns a ballet studio. So my son is 15 and uh, quite the prodigy in that world and my two daughters as well. So um, if we're not working on the businesses, we're usually, you can find me in a dance studio somewhere.
2: That's awesome, man. Now tell the audience a little bit about your clinics, kind of what what the the vibe is, what kind of practices you guys have in New Mexico. Just share that story with us.
3: Sure, yeah, we've always been cash practices. in New Mexico, when I started, uh, well, at Parker, I, I ran into a few people, and they would have these big family practices, kind of the big open rooms. and I always liked the energy and the vibe of of that. Um, so I, I liked that. When I came to New Mexico, I tried to get on some insurance plans, and um, they were hard to get into at the time, so I just pretty quickly learned that, well, if you provide enough value, people will pay out of pocket for what you do, and then pretty quickly, I, I realized that I had another friend who launched at the same time in um, in New Mexico, and when insurance plans would change, his practice would take a hit, and I realized that, huh, it's a little harder to, it's a little harder maybe to have people reach into their own pocket to pay for what you do, but when they do, they value what you do quite a bit more, and so. Um, you know, back then there was this kind of sentiment that if you were a a cash practice, you must've been some kind of slick snake oil salesperson. And and I always found it to be the opposite. You had to really, um, have a lot of integrity, um, in order for people to be willing to write you a check. And then Google kind of equilibrated that for everybody. I mean, if you're a bad business now, you just, you'll get slaughtered on Google. So that helped. Um, and maybe that's why we don't hear much about that. I don't anymore, but So we run cash practices. Um, you know, our hope is that people use chiropractic as part of their, their lifestyle for being a healthier person. We know it's obviously a heck of a lot easier to stay healthy when you're healthy than to try to get your health back once you lost it. And, uh, that message has always resonated with people. Um, early in my career, I did a lot of radio and that's kind of how I got some momentum in the practice. Um, I found people were hungry for the chiropractic story, particularly when we would talk about the innate intelligence side of things. And just from a very practical, you know, you have high blood pressure. Why is that? What's changed in your body? We live at high altitude. Is that a disease or is that a healthy adaptation? Those kinds of, of, of messages, um, resonated and we built a really big 1100 a week practice. We'd have three, 400 people come through in a day. And as fun as it was, it was also a shit show. Um, it's just like, you know, I didn't know who was on the next table. And, and we, this thing that was so fun turned into this giant animal. And I realized, you know, by that point I decided maybe the way I can impact the profession is opening other clinics and helping other docs. So I ended up selling that first clinic. It just kind of became too big to wrangle back into, into the new model. So we sold that and had a great exit on it and uh, and then started opening clinics. Right now we have four in New Mexico, three over in Dallas. We're really gaining our momentum in Texas right now. We've kind of spent the last four years really building out all of our procedures, our manuals, understanding the behavioral personalities, of the people in the clinics. We have a call center that we route all of our phones into building that out. So I feel like we've been building this race car for the last four years and we finally have it out on the racetrack and we're starting to do laps and now we're really fine tuning it. And, uh, and it's still the same model and that it's, you know, just give a lot of value for what we do with people, give them some kind of objective pre and post measurement for how we're doing beyond their symptomatology, charge a fair rate for it. Um, and in today's world that models kind of come to us, people really appreciate getting in and out of our clinics in a few minutes. Um, we do have about 10% of our clinics is personal injury and oddly enough, we found that our not being a personal injury clinic has attracted more personal injury people because we don't do all the rehab stuff. It's, it's only the adjustment. It's all we bill for, but people are in and out pretty quick, which in today's busy world, we found people, uh, they seem to appreciate that. So that's, that's served us well too. So yeah, that's the chiropractic side of things.
2: That's really cool. Um, you know, it's it's fascinating to me because I hear the, the nuanced things that you say like, yeah, we've been working on this for two or three years. And I think so many people in our profession, and maybe other industries as well, they kind of expect like it's the quick hit or they see success and it's like, oh yeah, that happened overnight. But it takes a tremendous amount of persistence and tenacity to like build something that has sustenance, that has a lot of Future power. So it was. It's really cool to hear you say that. I also was privileged enough to be on a call with you yesterday, and to hear you provide some really great leadership advice. Um, I just sat back and listened to you. Just talk to another colleague, and just was like, yeah, like you totally get it. You understand what it takes to motivate people and what demotivates people very often and also what are the things that people can control you know what's in their wheelhouse what what are the things they should be focused on those key variables that Brad you and I just talked about before the call versus what are the things that are out of their control and I I just uh I, I you know we haven't known each other that long but it's just great to hear you and listen to you talk about how you build a business because um it just it's inspiring bro it's really inspiring I love DJ. it
3: well and it please it all comes from failure and scar tissue. Of I mean, course, it wasn't just course. that, you know, I mean, and my biggest mistake was I thought, hey, I built a huge practice. This is going to be easy. And it, it literally took me, I, I struggled for two years. I, I had two cl- uh, clinics fail. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding a CEO group called Vistage that I felt like was um, CEO school for me. And it literally, mm-hmm. I felt like it took me four or five years in Vistage and slowly, I I literally, it's like I went back to school to learn how to, it's just not the same thing. In fact, when docs are thinking of opening a second clinic, my advice is always, step one, is leave your current clinic for three months. You can't talk to them, you can't step foot in there, and when you come back in three months, if the thing is the same or grown, go ahead and open other clinics. And and if somebody would have told me that, because I knew, you know, you're the person wearing all the hats, making all the plates spin, and, and and as you're opening more clinics and that's on you, your bandwidth gets thinner and it's just you're just setting yourself up for a failure. So all this stuff is really has come from scar tissue. And um, um thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that. But it it's uh it, there is um There's now a few companies who've done this in chiropractic. I guess the joint would be the obvious one who's done it on scale, who's public. Mm -hmm. But I I kind of see the joint. um, I actually think they do a great service for chiropractic. I read a a story years ago about Starbucks. And when they came into communities, all the mom and pop coffee shops freaked out because they thought they were going to be Walmarted. And just swept on and squatted and, and, and smashed. And they realized pretty quick Starbucks actually educated people about coffee. Oh,
2: coffee, yeah.
3: And then they came over and they learned after a few years if Starbucks comes in, it's the biggest, best thing that can happen to your coffee shop because people learn about it, then find your stuff's better, higher quality, usually less expensive. And um, I think the joint's doing that for chiropractic. And so, um, you know, they're just one example. There's other groups that we've worked with that. Uh, are bigger on insurance models. Or there's a lot. Of, there's some groups that are getting 30, 50, 100 clinics together. Um, but I kind of see to go back to the joint. I see that they've taken the space of Planet Fitness. They've really taken that low end and and there's a need for that and there's a niche for that and and so we're positioning ourselves to be more of a uh, Orange Theory, if you will, a CrossFit, you know, something on it. We'd rather be. Uh, great chiropractic care where we use measurement to show people their outcomes. Um, but we want to be on the other end of that spectrum. I've just found we are, our, our our people complain a lot less when they're paying a premium. I don't know how else to say it. They value what we do. And so that's, uh, that's been our niche through this journey.
2: Yeah. I love, I love the idea around, um, the scar tissue, right, Brad? We've heard that from so many of our Absolutely. guests, like the ones that have had, m- so much success are the ones that have kind of been through the mill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I find that, and I'm not a Cairo. uh, I have tons of Cairo friends. I do a lot of business with Cairo's throughout America, but I'm a business owner. I own four businesses, uh, involved in several others. And, you know, I believe the most successful business guys and entrepreneurs so the guys that have gone through that scar tissue have had those injuries and had to learn because if you're like me you learn more from a failure than you do a success because it hurts hurts Uh, it hurts your pocketbook it hurts your soul and and for me i pour tons of heart into my business and i'm tied to it and i've had to learn that over the last i've infinity has been a 22 year business for me now and i started out doing everything i had all the caps and i was a business guy and part of the buying group and we were buying businesses right and left and uh, flipping them and i had that mentality to i need to control everything it was in deep debt and to turn it around was going to take a miracle And, you know, it it took a lot of pain. It took a lot of phone calls to say, guys, I know you were mistreated by the previous owners. I will make it right. I'll send you 50 bucks a month, you know, until it is. And um, that hurt to do that. But today we have a very respected business because we have done that. And people know that we'll be there. Even when it gets tough, we'll be fair and we'll be good business guys. And I'll do what I say I'm going to do, even if it costs me money. So kudos to you on that. I, I think that you're doing that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that business experience when we come back. We're going to take a short break to get us out, uh, let our sponsors have a little bit of time, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We have our guest, Dr. Alan Miner, today. We'll be right back. Come back and join us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, I'm Dave Klein co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients.
1: This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more time with patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. Couple that with superior support team and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity, committed to the future of claim processing
0: down 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 slow it down with the hot data jocks of
1: talk it's tech talk well welcome back tech talk we've got our guest dr alan miner today alan is uh he sounds like he's a great business guy Uh, Sounds like he's an amazing, uh, uh, progressive chiropractor out in the world today trying to help people. Alan, I I was really amazed in that first segment as we were talking about some of the things and and we wound up with the business side of it. I'm not a chiro. I'm a business guy. So tell me some of the pain that you went through just from the business perspective. So those docs that are out there in our audience that are thinking about expanding or growing, What were some of the heartaches that you found that you just had to experience being a business person?
3: Um, You know, it's the cliche business term, but I really felt the pain of not having a system early on. And what started happening very quickly was then each practice would naturally, whether you want to call it entropy, whether it would degrade or evolve, but it would go off in its own way. And before long, it was like, everybody's doing their own thing and you realize this is not scalable and and i'd look around um two things i remember was one just seeing a mcdonald's and and having that epiphany that these are 16 year olds and this is a global business and okay i I really realized they figured something else out i also from vistage remember there was a plumber in my group who had like a 20 million dollar plumbing company And all of his plumbers had been with him more than 20 years, and he was bragging one day, like, I I pay my plumbers the most of any plumber in my community. And as he was speaking, what I heard him saying was his plumbers are plumbers. And I was looking at my business at the time, and I was wanting my chiropractors to be marketers. I wanted, you know, personnel development, chiropractors, and it really hit me that, oh yeah, you know, real businesses. People are hired, you know, even the hospital, they've got degrees for people who run the hospital and degrees for people who, the clinicians who provide care. And those were just two big aha moments that I think maybe highlighted where my thinking started to evolve and realizing why things weren't moving. So again, it just then took a lot of time to identify what is our system, implement that and get everybody on the same page. And that is a never ending Um, monthly, you know, we're auditing the clinics, we're training with the clinics, just looking for where are things starting to shift away from the system. And it really was helpful um, recognizing, because like a lot of chiropractors, maybe entrepreneurial-minded chiropractors, I expected chiropractors to go out and, and talk about chiropractic the way I did. I was always comfortable doing radio or giving talks or doing screenings. I would be energized by that. And I didn't realize that that's not normal, you know. um, By our data, as much as 70% of chiropractors are more introverted. um, You know, they're clinically minded. They're very patient, very detail oriented. They're great, great clinicians. So I was beating up my docs because I'd go do a screening and schedule 30 people, and they'd schedule two, and I was frustrated. And I think I burned some good relationships because. I just was, I had false expectations cause I didn't understand what my strengths were and what these people's strengths were. So um, that was, you know, I, I think a big misstep was, and, and a lesson that now I think is why we're scaling is we really got to drill down on who's the best personality. What kind of chiropractor fits our team, our system? What CAs do we need to bring around that chiropractor? To, so, so I really believe the best teams are diverse Different people, different strengths, different skill sets, different backgrounds, ages. I love, you know, and you see that in chiropractic offices. Everybody looks the same or everybody's outgoing or everybody's introverted. Like the best teams, everybody's really different. And uh, I, don't know, I was in Cuba a few years ago with this group from New Mexico um, called the New Mexico Amigos. And I had a friend point out, I mean, the, the Cuban people are beautiful, and he said, you know, Mother Nature loves diversity. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, if you study Cuba, it's, it was the Spaniards and uh, Native Americans and Mexicans. And then the slave trade came through there. So you had African Americans and and then uh, Jewish people came and settled. Like it was this total mix up. Shalom, shalom. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, you're seeing that. Like these people are, Mother Nature loves diversity. And I just thought... Boy, that is so true on so many different areas. And and, and I really am a fan of that on my teams is I want really different people with different life experiences, different faiths, different colors, different ages, different everything because everybody's got a different perspective. And man, those are the teams that move really fast, quickly. Um, And the tendency is usually the opposite. Everybody wants everybody to kind of be in the same club. So I don't know. Those are some of the lessons.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. And many times that club tends to be like the owner thinks that everybody needs to be like them, which yeah. is the biggest mistake. You know, yeah. I don't, Brad, I don't know. Again, like these are these are very nuanced things that I'm that I'm hearing Alan talk about. But I, I want the audience to really hear the fact that he said this is something that's ongoing you don't just build a process or build a system and then just be like okay it's gonna run like this forever i mean i think it's really important that the audience out there hear it and then you know you know alan when you talked about the concept of you know diversity of thought um there's a great book by by shane snow called dream teams and he talks about that and the importance of diversity of thought so i i i I love this Um, i gotta ask you a question yeah. If you, how, what words would your team use to describe your leadership
1: style?
3: Ooh, um, that's a great question. I don't know. Um,
1: so next, next Monday's office, yeah, you right? mean, you're going to have to ask them, say, uh, write this down before yeah. I step into the room and let's talk about it.
3: Yeah. It's, um, I, you know, I'm guarding there cause I'm like, is this the answer I want? I would want to hear ah, what's the real answer. Both. What's the answer so, yeah. that you would
1: want and
2: what do you think they would say? Well, you know, it's funny.
3: So I'm still in practice three half days a week. In the last year, my team's been like, you're our biggest anchor because, because I, I'm actually the one who doesn't follow our system because I've, I've done it so long I can shoot <laughs> from the hip, I can ad lib and, and then they hear about it and it's like time out. So they've been, um, I have a guy, Dr. Rod Justice who's a blessing to me. He, um, he practiced for, I don't know, 35, 40 years outside of Atlanta, an old Sherman guy. And he retired here in in New Mexico. And, um, we were part of a group that was launching a new state association. The state association here has always been very, um, not always, but has in recent years advocated for expanding the formulary and, you know, I always felt that was our, our strategic differentiator was not providing medication. So anyways, over the years, there's just a big enough group that said, we need to just, let's just figure out our own group so that we're not, you know, going against the wind. Rod was the guy who they recruited to write the bylaws. And I realized, you know, I need somebody who can help me get a system down into a manual. And Rod happened to practice in a town where Chick-fil-A was, uh, Um, launched and conceived. So he actually knew the guy who founded Chick-fil-A. And he tells me this story often. He's like, you know, sometimes the weakest link is the leader. And he's like, you know, they actually had like a fund for that guy to go do side businesses because he'd get in the way. And he's like, he's like, you've become that guy. He's like, and so I I do think my team respects me and I, and I, I have great relationships with all of them. I've really cultivated that they all realize my job is my strengths are vision strategy relationships so i think they all get that they want me like out meeting out. doctors opening clinics figuring out where we're taking this thing and they seem to put a lot of trust in me that i'm very respectful of in that and and then rod actually ended up joining us and get, after he went through and he did our entire manual our enti- all of our systems. He spent time in every clinic auditing it, figuring out where things were going sideways. We went through a whole year process to to literally have everybody agree on, all right, this is how we're doing our procedures on day one, on day two. and uh, And he's helped us just really create a compass. And then he ended up deciding he was antsy and he went back into practice and just had a Doubled his practice last year, a record year, and he's, you know, he's like, I've been at this forty-six years. I'm sixty-six, and I'm having more fun than I've ever had. And so, that's, awesome. um, I, that's kind of a roundabout way. So I, I think know they I want see to hear me,
2: the answer, Alan. Don't <laughs> the
3: answer. I think they see me as as the visionary, as the, you know, I, I don't want another entrepreneur on my team. I, I realize there's strengths with that and there's weaknesses, and so, um, and I think everybody knows that. You know, I've got really great hardcore operating doctors. They're clinically minded. You know, it's just they're loyal and we really are very careful. That's who we look for to join the team. So um, they know that their specialty is in running those clinics. That's their focus. And, and and they'd rather me out in front of it. So I think it'd be somewhere along the lines of of he's a visionary. Sometimes maybe he, he gets into the he gets too many ideas going, going at times. Um, but I've been really good in the last five years about not exec- not executing on an idea till I find the right person to to come in alongside and actually run the business and operate it. And th- that's actually been a very successful formula for me in the last
1: uh,
3: half dozen years or so.
1: Yeah, it's sage sage You know, advice. it took it, it it took COVID to help me. With some uh, yeah, of that. you know, COVID was a real eye opener because we went. Uh, we we went uh, remote yep. in our businesses. Uh, we have a lot of developers and programmers on, on staff. And um, it helped me find and see that many of these people have some really great strengths that are hidden. And it helped uncover that. And it also helped me to stay out of the way. Yeah. Uh, to learn that I can trust my team and, and to take some of those hats off. Now, I call it muscle memory, but, you know, when I go in, I still have a tendency to walk around and do my normal thing. And that's that's a hard thing to get rid that's of. That's
3: cool, Brad. I, but, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, agree more. I, uh, well, I, just, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I really think that that, we talked, it might have been before we started recording, but motivation, I found it just is a thin thing. Like when you find the right person who likes the work, the motivation's taken care of. They enjoy it. They're fulfilled. They want to show up. And I spent a lot of years trying to motivate people, trying to turn them into something they weren't. And I think I just burned them out and, and got frustrated. So yeah, I, I agree with that thing about strengths.
0: Well, it, it
1: truly takes leaders and followers. And if you, it sounds like you're spending the time up front. We try to do that much more now. Of uh, finding what we think we have this whole. Uh, interview matrix that we go through when we're interviewing people to see. And a lot of them, 80% of it is questions, sort of hidden questions around personality to see how they would react in certain scenarios. Not not necessarily the office or business, but how would they react and what would their opinions be? And it helps us formulate real quickly, is this the team person <coughs> that we're looking for or is this going to be a problem for us yeah. as we get down the road? And we, we're now pushing away Problems now. COVID's brought. It's hard to find uh, staff oh. now, uh, especially living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's it's hard to find, and so we've not been able to be as select as we wanted to. But hopefully, that's going to change soon. Yep. We've got five new team members joining us in the next three wow. weeks. Wow. Congratulations! Um, yeah, to uh, most of it in analytics, data scientist and analytics uh, to expand that side of it because that business is. Is very very deep and, and really when you want to understand analytics you have to have a true graduate level data scientist, data Brad, scientist you're gonna, to do Brad that. Brad
3: and Jay will appreciate this. I have a company called Ideal Team Consulting and um, we've had that business for 10 years and we do some staffing in other industries and we do a fair amount in tech and I remember the first job we ever got to find a data scientist and we looked at the requirements and we, they needed to be a PhD and they needed a mathematics degree and it just looked to me like the most daunting person to find. And, and let me tell you, that was, I'm not over exaggerating, a hundred times easier than finding a chiropractor. Chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I just, it was, it was the craziest thing. Cause it seemed like the most specialized, I just couldn't fathom a mathematician, PhD, data analytics, and they'd have all these different program knowledge. Yeah. And we had, a line out the door of those people uh, for our client versus trying to find a chiropractor for one of our clinics. So, anyways, I have to so laugh on it.
1: That's pretty so unusual funny. today. They're really sought after. Yeah. I actually uh, very involved at Oklahoma State University, and we have one of the very first and top healthcare analytics program Ooh. graduate programs it was founded by james patterson that founded cerner yeah. uh practice management software and so i quickly got on the board of that thing Large. so now i have not only do i get to help mentor the board and the students that come through it we I also got a, gives me a, a great yeah. source of pipeline so Genius. yeah if you ever need any more data <laughs> science, it's good to you know go. man there yeah our go, last
3: job man. was right right before covid we There's a tech company in Albuquerque we've done a lot of work with, and uh, they were sucking them up, and we could not, you know, we went through the low-lying fruit. I wish I knew that connection back then.
1: Yeah, you do. It's great. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jay, uh, we've hit that time mark again. We need to take another quick break to let our sponsors uh, sponsors say hi to everybody, and uh, we'll be right back with you. I know you've got a question for uh, Dr. Miner in this process also. So join us back with Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host. Dr. Jay Greenstein. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me
0: today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein.
2: The world around us, and healthcare specifically, is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been. Right now, today, to be more successful and to be more impactful, for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward.
0: As a Health USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Health USA is the network that works For chiropractic. For more information, call 888 719 9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk.
2: What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Jay Greenstein here, and I am so excited to be with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Koss. Brad, what's up? Hey, buddy. (laughs) Welcome back. So good to see you. And my other very good friend, Dr. Alan Miner. Alan, thanks so much for joining us today, man. This has been awesome.
3: Love it. Thanks, guys, for having me. Always fun.
2: Hey, so, um, Alan, you've got this new venture that you've created, this this technology platform called Cairo Bar. I checked it out. It looks super cool. Tell the audience about... You know, what is Bar and, and, and why does it exist?
3: Yeah, it is literally supposed to be a meeting place for chiropractors by chiropractors. Um, so it's three main things. I, I started noticing over the years on Facebook, everybody would go for, hey, looking for a doc in Springfield, Illinois. And they drop it in their different groups. And you, you try to search people and you find Google. It was just kind of hard to sift through and it just, over the years, I was, why, why has nobody ever created some kind of directory where we can sort people based, I mean, chiropractic is nuanced, as it gets, you know, so I need a Nuka doc who has a pediatric specialty, who went to Logan College, who is an ACA affiliate, you know, whatever it is, like, and so that's what we set out to do, was instead of everybody having to go to their Facebook group, uh, what if you could, and so we've literally, uh, tried to think of every single, you know, classification, certification, coaching program, schooling program, technique, so that uh, chiropractors can, you know, and so it's not meant for out facing public referral source, it's for chiropractors. Hey, my patient's moving to Phoenix, Arizona, I need somebody, all right, well, I do CBP and uh, torque release, or Gonstead and, and I want full spine x-ray, you know, it's that, that's the logic. Um, and then that evolved into, uh, there's so many job boards out there in chiropractic and, uh, and just aggregating, it seemed like a natural fit. If this place is meant to be for chiropractors by chiropractors, I wanted a directory, a job board. And then the two other things that came behind that is, um, I was looking for some events in chiropractic and there's, there was not really a good calendar out there. So I thought, well, why don't we create a calendar of events? So, um. People can post anything, you know, state association events, technique seminars, coaching seminars, whatever it is. Um, It's a very agnostic site. You know, we're not representing any one group. It's it's there. So anybody can post their conference or seminar for free. Um, The biggest action step anybody can take is just go claim your listing. That's what I need you to do is it's thechirobar.com. And, uh, go in there and please grab your listing. If you're not in there, get it. If you are in there, verify it, that it's you and whatever you want chiropractors to know about, you know, what are you, uh, what are your specialties? What, you know, what does somebody need to know if another chiropractor is referring over to you would be a huge help. And then we also, I realized the same thing one day I was trying to find chiropractic podcasts and I didn't have a good, source for that. So we built a whole aggregate to, to, uh, um, not an aggregate, but like a, a directory for people to find podcasts. So, you know, we'll be certain to have you guys up on there front and center. Um, but that's the idea. If you look at the website, um, you know, there's other boards that are very like, I I don't want to call any names out, but they're just very like the Cairo directory or the Cairo job board. And, and I was watching this old Tom Cruise movie one night called cocktail. (laughs) <laughs> I happen to have a gin and a vodka company called Nickel, um, and uh, and so I've just always had you know fun in those environments. Those are always my favorite parts. At uh, at seminars, is afterwards getting around everybody at the bar and buying a drink, and and I'm watching cocktail, and I'm like, you know, that's an idea to, to name this thing. So if you go look at the website, the Cairo Bar, the logo is designed to look like. And originally, it said Chiropractic in Dreams. Um, because that was cocktails and dreams was from, um, that movie from cocktail with Tom Cruise, but it's, it's, it's the Cairo bar, but that, if you notice the logo, that's where it came from. And the idea is it's a meeting place. You know, you're at the bar asking for a referral, asking for, um, getting to know people. That's what we wanted this thing to be was just a very agnostic place that chiropractors can quickly find which seminars coming up, which podcast I need to refer somebody, or I need to post a job. Um so yeah that's the that's the logic behind it.
2: That's awesome.
1: I love the graphics that you did cuz it it really does look like the opening picture image is sitting at the bar yeah. and uh you know maybe you need to host tech talk cuz that's sort of where this all started was uh Jay and I sitting at the bar uh watch, trying to watch football and people came around and started oh, asking awesome. questions and talking and and it happens that way almost at every Guys, conference I, today that we go to. I through. noticed
3: on Joe Rogan like I, I so we have a podcast for our clinics that's really bad like it's just admittedly what it is is like a workshop where we're just lecturing at people and several years ago I'm listening to a podcast got popular I'm listening to Joe Rogan and it hit me why our podcast sucked was good podcasts are just conversations and and particularly, like I started noticing on Joe Rogan, they were always drinking scotch. They were getting high. And I'm yeah. like, there's something, yeah, there's something to that. It makes for a better conversation. And so I commend you guys for, that's cool. You guys were born out of that, actually. I love it.
2: Brad, where's your bong? You, where's your bong? You, I mean, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Right, <laughs>
1: right. You know, it's funny because we first started being pretty straight up yeah. and, uh, and and we stumbled well i mean until cindy walked into our life you know cindy and, who uh, cindy howard dr cindy howard I about her. Uh, yeah yeah so i
3: think cindy so we oh wanted, she's great i know cindy
1: she, we wanted something a little bit radical so she came on and it quickly got labeled the penis and vagina show <laughs> and uh was the most viewed show that we had for the longest time and so we found that being fun entertaining at the same time. Uh, you know, people enjoy it. We now have been asked. Uh, we've taught some CE classes at conference using Tech Talk podcast really? as a live podcast to teach the class. Oh, that's awesome, and uh, we have a great time. And it uh, keeps us connected out there in the world. And people enjoy it. I, I get great emails from people saying how much they love. Well, the I
3: got to give that it's. Fun. I, I got to give Cindy a shout out. I'm actually on a board with her, and I'll plug this too. Uh, we're both on the board of the CDC not the what you think it is but it is not the, the chiropractic CDC, right? yeah no it's the chiropractic defense council and um and again diverse people make the best groups and so i know cindy has done a lot of the years with the aca um and yeah i had a dinner with her a few months ago and and your conversation was our conversation she's hilarious but um our passion for the cdc is um chiropractic and defending the rights of practicing chiropractors. And, and there again, it's agnostic. It's $33 a month. And in our first six months, we just clipped over 3,000 chiropractors that are now contributing. And Baron Hogue, who's the, uh, the director of that, he um, calls it the Navy SEAL Strike Force. And he said, you know, if when something like chiropractors are having issues adjusting kids in Australia, we are always on our heels um you not being able to take x-rays in british columbia and now some of the states that were wanting to mandate getting vaccinated in order to maintain your license so the cdc and that money is completely transparent the financials are on the website which i felt good about and most of our the majority of our income this year went to attorneys so we have a pr team on staff researchers on staff and attorneys on staff So when something's happening in chiropractic, we can, like the Navy SEALs, be a strike force that comes in with money to offensively begin to change the conversation instead of having to be backpedaling and hoping a state association kind of cobbles together resources. But that's where, I I mean, our profession's awesome. I just, I love being a chiropractor. And uh, and it's fun with Jay because Jay went, the other day we were talking, he went through a list of just five people in chiropractic who are big influencers and friends of his. And I was shaking my head like... I don't know any of them, and you know that's our <laughs> profession. It's it's the beauty of it, the genius of it, but I think COVID's helped us kind of like I don't know. I just don't think you see people giving a shit as much about the the camps and the mixers and the straight stuff. Like I just UAC, the group that Jay and I met in, um, it it the, what's in common there is it's mostly chiropractors who've built very successful practices who are now doing other businesses beyond. But you walk through that room, you got you know, PI experts, you've got cash experts, you've got people with large franchises, you've got coaches, lots of different coaches, you've got people from every corner of the profession, and nobody gives a crap about the arguments I remember 20 years ago. They're all interested in how, you know, it's almost exciting to hear all the different ways people are trying to further chiropractic. I mean, Jay was sharing his app with me, and I'm just salivating on that next reiteration of what we can do to help our clinics with technology through an app um so anyways i just i don't know why i got off on that tangent i guess it was cindy's name that got me there but I, it, it's it's the cool part of our profession that's
2: what i really love
1: it is well you know baron is a baron is a huge personality also i've known baron for 20 years now and he is a, he was the spokesperson for us for one oh, wow. time for many years wow. And, uh, yeah, he's a great he's guy. Kinda like he kind of like you. attracts people. Yeah, not a chiropractor, he but people. he's he's spent a, a career chiro. in
3: it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he so he's done a great job with the CDC just getting out there. And uh, as I understand it now, we are a larger organization than any other organization in chiropractic. That blew my mind. I guess most people don't have wow. 3,000 members. So, um, And, again, there's no agenda there. It's just if somebody's beating up chiropractors, we're going to come in and defend it. So That's awesome. Yeah,
1: That's Aaron's done a great job. That's great. Well, Jay, it's that time of the day. College again. football time. We've college been... football.
2: Is that what time it is? Let's okay. Hey, let's sure?
1: let's uh, let's do that. We got a minute. College football. Yeah, we do. And you know what? On our last podcast with Dr. Katie Pullman, uh, we talked introduced a new college sports report uh, segment <laughs> in ours because you and I always talk about college football. And so you asked the question, who do you choose is going to win the playoff, Alabama or Georgia? And I think, surprisingly, everybody, all three of us, chose Georgia. Georgia. And I got to tell you, the first half, I thought, crap, we're all going to lose. But (laughs) in the end, Georgia pulls it off.
2: It was a great game. And I'm happy because obviously Georgia won, but just it was a great game. Two powerhouses, two. Phenomenally coached and talented teams. Uh, it was just a phenomenal end of year, uh, you know, national championship game. Alan, who's your team? Who do you root for?
3: Oh, I'm not. I went to New Mexico State. We're the most pathetic college football team. So I've always been a pro guy. I grew up watching the Broncos. Um, okay. I watched the game last night, not a great first half, but that second half was one of the funnest games I've watched. I mean, it was probably a great defensive first half, but yeah, um, but yeah you know, my, my grandfather was a professor and my dad went to the University of Arkansas, they are Razorbacks, so uh, okay. I, if I had to pick a team, I, I usually would say it's the Razorbacks, it's Arkansas. So
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Brad, I'll tell you one thing I saw in that game from the beginning is Georgia, the, the physical nature, especially on defense, how they played in that first half, told me they were there to 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 battle like how big are those guys my some
3: wife walked in and she's like i mean those huge i couldn't play. i mean massive
2: yeah huge yeah and they're still kids are in college
1: i know yeah i'm 20 19 20 year old kids yeah. that are you know and they work hard i know at o state kindred and i both are involved a little bit in some of the athletic stuff and we get to go to the game table they call it where is the uh, at o state they have their own restaurants, sort of for the athletes they have dietitians that set up very specific um, dietary constraints and make sure that they're fed top food and and that they have to show up for two meals a day and eat this diet and it's made all the difference that in the in strength the uh, performance workout strength strength uh training is unbelievable and uh It's made made our players. You go down on the field after a game, those guys are huge. You know, they're just huge. Huge
2: and athletic.
1: Uh, Very athletic. Yeah, Yeah, you'd have to be to take some of the hits that those guys take and some of the skill sets of running. You see some of those players that get out there and somebody turns their jets on and catches up with them and takes them down. The athleticism is just amazing to me in college football.
2: One last thing. um, You know, I don't know if you guys saw this when Jameson Williams went down. Um, when he was a non-contact, I, you could just tell it was ACL, right? Cause he went into right. knee valgus, he planted, went into knee valgus, I'm like, oh, it's his ACL. And when, when, um, Kirby and Nick were talking at the end of the game, you could, you could like kind of hear and see Nick Saban say, yeah, I think it was his ACL. So it's unfortunate cause he's a great kid actually transferred from Ohio state, but, um, hmm. You know, it's like, it's it, that, that's another area of opportunity. I won't go down this rabbit hole too far, but like another great area of opportunity for chiropractors to to talk and and construct wellness programs for our patients. Because many times those type of injuries, especially in young female athletes, those injuries can be prevented. And we need to be the leaders in prevention, not just treatment, but prevention.
1: Agreed. Right. And identifying some of those things, you know, we've had a couple of guests that, you uh, you know, the, that are Kairos that have come up with the techniques to identify yeah. some of that through animation, stop action, motion kind Augmented of things. the reality, 100%. Just yeah, Yeah, just amazing to me. So, uh, you know, somebody's got to step in and lead that, Jay. And I know your group's really involved in sports. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe it, I talked last time about Taking over the narrative, you know, and that's true in so many areas. That's happening in Cairo. Even Alan was mentioning some. I should have inserted the narrative because so for so many years, Alan, somebody else has controlled the narrative about Cairo. But there's leaders like you and Jay and Baron and and some of the great guys that are out there that are changing that narrative. Yeah, yeah, that are changing that narrative to show there is amazing things happening in chiropractic. There's going to be leadership things happening in chiropractic that will overcome even primary care uh, for that first stop health care. So I I look forward to those days, and I'm trying to contribute everything that I can in making that happen and proving those statistics correct. So. Listen, Alan. Thank you for spending the last hour with yeah, us. Man. It's been a lot of fun. I look forward. To, I'll head to Albuquerque here in the spring or summer. I may stop and look you up, take you Please to dinner. Please do. One of my business. One of my business partner lives in Santa oh, Fe, yeah. so we get out there once or twice a Please, year. man. And uh, I love Albuquerque. I, I think it's great. I've never been to the balloon festival. Oh. I I want to do, do that. Bucket uh, list. That is a crazy thing to see. It looks like. So I look forward to yeah. that. Jay, yes, sir. Have a great week. Right, Have a great weekend and next week. And I'll see you here in a couple of weeks at uh, FCA. FCA uh, what would that be? Northwest uh, Conference in Panama City. Yeah, I
2: think it's Northwest. Yeah, Is that Northwest? Northwest
1: yeah. yeah, Northwest Panama City. Uh, and uh, we may be doing a podcast from there or something. So look forward to that. Uh, our friends at the uh, Florida Chiropractic Association. From myself, Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Have a good day. See y'all.
0: One data Come on! And the data doc of talk is Tech Talk.